Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. We're live out at Twin Peaks, the Park North location. Basketball on every screen in here. Longhorns leading Virginia Tech 62-47. We'll keep you posted throughout, but the NFL dominates even during the tournament. <laughs> yes, Deshaun Watson's the big story of today because that's a team that did something. The Cowboys, they're a team that I can't say they've done nothing because they actually did sign a couple of linebackers today, but it's what they haven't done that's got Cowboy fans all upset. Let's talk about it with our friend John Mashoda from The Athletic. He joins us now. John, how's your Friday? How's your bracket looking? You know, it's not doing great, um, but I'm a big college basketball <laughs> fan, so I, I would prefer to be watching games uh, than talking NFL or writing about NFL right now, but that's, this is free agency. It's what we well, John, ask Jason how his bracket's doing. How's your bracket, Jason? <laughs> well, he's crying. I had Kentucky winning it all. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You can maybe a rebound from that. Uh, Yo, know, it's it's a stress-free tournament for me from here on out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a, my bracket's yeah. about as well as the uh, Cowboys' free agency. It, I, I, it's amazing that they are the only team in the league that hasn't signed a player that played on a different team last year. You know, it is it is somewhat surprising, even though you know when you're at the combine and Stevens talking about how they're going to be focused on signing their own, and that's where the money's going to be spent. You know, you hear things like that, and you're like, yeah, I understand for the majority of it's going to be, but when a move like the Randy Gregory thing falls through, I think that your plan has to change. Like, you think you were going to invest seven years or whatever it was, $50 million, $20 million guaranteed. Like, I, I, just, I don't know, I, or five years, sorry, $70 million. Uh, what do you, you're just saving money? Like, I just feel like they have to go make a play for a Darius Smith or a J.W. Clowney or even just like an Arden Key. I, I, that, that other right edge position, the moves still need to be made there. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, Luke Gifford, Leighton Vanderess signed today. Linebacker spot looks like they'll be in pretty good shape. Add somebody in the draft, but Without Randy Gregory, they're just to me is, is, is a. You got Dorrance Armstrong at right defensive end, but you need another type of big time pass rusher over there. And you can maybe get it in the draft at 24, but I think that they need to invest some of the free agency money in that position. You know, John, when you look at it, though, it seems like, at least, and you tell me because you're the expert at this, but it seems like the Cowboys have cleared out some money to be able to go and sign a free agent somewhere. I don't know, name one. But is that the case, or are they still behind the eight ball in that respect? 
Oh no, they clearly still have that money that they could have given the or they were had planned to give to Randy Gregory. You know, they have the money. I just don't think that they just want to spend it just to spend it. You know, if they don't feel comfortable, like I know the, the most popular name out there for Cowboys fans last is Bobby Wagner at linebacker. And at this point, if they were to sign Bobby Wagner, to me that's a sign that they're moving Micah Parsons to full-time defensive end, and they don't want to do that. So. As much as fans want to see them sign a big name with some of that money, I just don't think Bobby Wagner is going to be that guy. But no, they definitely have money to make moves. They still need to re-sign J. Ron Curse. I mean, the safety position, they, they added Malik Tucker back to the roster, but they need J. Ron Curse to be re-signed as well to kind of, you know, fill in some of those gaps. And you know what, to be honest with you, they still need to sign a, a free agent wide receiver to make up for the loss of Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. So no, they have money to do some things. And, and, they, and they have, you know, over the last decade, haven't really done much in the first week of free agency. But next week coming up, I expect them to be making some moves. Now, they're not going to be the moves, though, that are going to really fire up the fan base. Well, then I think that's uh, uh, some of the issues. Like, the team today is not as good as the team that lost to San Francisco in the first round of the playoffs. And when you look at who's available and the athletic, which is something that everybody should be subscribing to, has the uh, free agency, the, the NFL free agency, best available players. And as you scroll through that list... There's not a lot of things that say, yeah, let's get that guy. I mean, you know, realistically, like a Tyra Matthew I would like. Bobby Wagner probably isn't going to happen. Jadavion Clowney, big name, but this is a guy that's played four different teams in the last four years. Uh, you don't really know what you're going to get with him. No, no, and you're absolutely right about that. And so what I, you know, one of the things I look at with this team is you also can't rule out the idea of them trying to address that life position possibly via a trade. You know, they did that in 2019 uh, in late March to be another edge rusher. And they ended up trading, uh, I believe it was a six-round pick, uh, to get Robert Quinn. And Robert Quinn ended up being a double-digit sack guy. And they only had him for a year. The 2019 season obviously wasn't successful. But I, I think that they, there are ways to trade some draft picks, do some things, to bring in a, another veteran edge rusher to play on that right side. So that, hey, you know, you go into next month's draft, and if there's a great rush you really like the 24, you can still take them, but you don't feel like you're forced that you have to. Right now, if they don't get anything else, I feel like they have to take an edge rusher at 24. And that's not a good spot to be in uh, for the Cowboys going into the draft, and that's not a way that they've had success in the draft is being forced in the one position. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the draft. Well, I'm, I'm encouraged to hear you say that there could be something in the works, perhaps if uh, they need to go out and, and make a deal of some sort. Because, again, it was, as we sit back here and they say, well, they've cleared this off the salary cap and they've cleared that off the salary cap, and there's still not that one thing that kind of gets the fans buzzing. What, what are you hearing there, John, from the fan base? It, just from here in San Antonio, you look on social media or you talk to people, and Cowboy fans just seem really frustrated. Are they frustrated there in Dallas as well? Oh, yeah, there's no question about that. And, and the other thing about it is, you know, everyone knows what's going on um, in the rest of the NFL because you see it, whether it's on, online, on Twitter, whatever. And, and fans see what the Chargers are doing, see the moves that the Browns are making. You know, they see some of these moves that, that the Broncos see. And they're like, well, were we close? Like, we're playing this awful division, one twelve game, you know, came up short in the playoffs, like, isn't this team close too? Why not go and, and, and try to make a big move to one, one of these big-time players too? Why? What are, what are you guys voting for? Isn't this the window? You have your franchise quarterback. Like, why aren't you capitalizing on it? And I understand. I will say this: in my time covering the team, this is the most frustrated I've seen the fan base, and I, and I think that it deservedly so. And so, 
I don't, I don't, I don't see free agency being a way. I don't think that there's much they can do in free agency to win the fans over. But I will say this: that the most positive thing that they have going for them is that they remain in the worst division in football, and it's a division that still should win. And as long as you do that, you'll still be in the playoffs. But the, but the problem is that if you don't improve on the roster from last year, why would anyone believe that you're going to go any deeper in the playoffs than you did this year? So true. John Mishota from The Athletic joining us here on The Blitz. And we've spent a lot of time talking about, you know, the defense. And, you know, yeah, Luke Gifford and Leighton Vanderesh are coming back in the linebacker core. You still have to replace Randy Gregory after that thing fell apart. But also, you know, you got a Connor that left and a Leo Collins that got cut. The offensive line needed addressing to begin with, and I don't mind that those guys not being there, but I do want to see improvement there. How do they replace and and improve the offensive line that struggled at times last year? Yeah, that that, that tackle position. I totally understand the you know making Lyle Collins a post game one cut. You save ten million on this year's pass. Obviously, Lyle Collins fell out of favor with the coaching staff. Between the you know he had the hip injury and, and the suspension causing to miss a lot of the last two seasons. And then Terrence Steele stepped in this year and he played pretty well. But as you guys know, like you can just get by with two offensive tackles. Like you're just not gonna go into the season with them. Oh, we got Terrence Steele and Tyron Smith, we're good to go. You know, you need to have a veteran swing tackle that they still need to add. You also need really what they needed last year's fourth round pick, Josh Ball, who they didn't get anything from last year. They need him to step up to these guys that they can count on if, you know when there's those games that Tyron misses, which we all know that they're gonna happen. That's just how it is. Um, but they're certainly in the draft. Uh, if they don't take Ed Drucker at 24, I think an offensive lineman that, from what Will McClay has said, that this draft has a lot of offensive linemen that have the versatility to maybe play on the inside and on the outside, that you could possibly be tag- targeting at 24, which is fine. And that made a lot of sense when you thought that Randy Gregory was coming back. And that's why I'm saying you need to go out there and get some type of an edge rusher. So you're not forced to have to draft that at 24 because, as you mentioned, offensive line still needs pieces added to it, and certainly wide receivers still need pieces added to it. But yeah, the offensive line is not going to be better on paper than it was last year, and you need it to be a lot better than it was last year. John, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the uh, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes today and what happened with the Cleveland Browns. What uh, what were your initial thoughts when all that went down? Yeah, I think it was last night. There was talk that Cleveland was out, and so I was like, all right, so this looks like it's coming down the Falcons and Saints, which, you know, if you're the Cowboys, you're like, you know, that's bringing a good quarterback in the NFC, um, even though it seems like most of them have been leaving the NFC. So if you're a Cowboys fan, you probably like that. Deshaun Watson is going to go or one of these NFC teams or one of the NFC East would have been probably the worst-case scenario for the Cowboys. So um, I just... I'll tell you from my perspective, from just reporting on this type of stuff, I was surprised that like the sensation was pretty similar to what people were saying all along. You're going to do three ones, probably another a player, and then some other picks. And so when you look at everything that Cleveland gave up, I don't think it was bad um, in terms of giving up the three ones, but the contract they gave him, all of that guaranteed money. I mean, he has to be completely clean off of the field for this to work out. But it's a gamble that the player on the field is super talented. I think Deshaun Watson's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. So as long as he's third of everything off the field and, and he's out there playing for you, I can see Deshaun Watson be the franchise quarterback of the Browns for the next 10, 15 years, and, and he could be, take them to the Super Bowl. So I understand why you make that investment, but I'm just saying from a Cowboys point, you, you probably like that because you look at the rest of the NFC. Yeah, Tom Brady's coming back. Aaron Rodgers is still there. But outside of that, what, who are the other top quarterbacks? I mean, right there with Dak or Tyler Murray, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford, 
Uh, I mean, next up would probably be someone like Kirk Cousins. I mean, the NFC is very winnable still, still, and that's why I also feel like they got to go out and make some moves, take advantage of the situation you're in. And if he wasn't happy about getting traded to Cleveland, I'm sure Amari Cooper is ecstatic yes. at this point that it would be a Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball, not a Baker Mayfield. So where does your crystal ball, uh, John Machota, say that Baker ends up? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, Indianapolis, maybe. Um, they, certainly, they certainly are looking for a quarterback right now. Um, yeah, and that, that's just tough. I, I honestly, like, I feel like it has NFC team just because so many of the AFC teams have loaded up, but the Colts stand out to me. Um, but if, if, if Washington wouldn't have just gotten Carson Wentz, I, I think that they would be a fit. Uh, you know, maybe New York is a possibility. But the big thing is, though, is that Baker's going to want to get paid. And so he's got to have it be a team that's going to be willing to be paying him. And so the other one that I would think of is potentially Carolina. Carolina, I thought, would be an under Sean Watson thing, uh, which they were. Uh, but then they got they kind of removed from it rather early on. Maybe that's the team that he goes to. But yeah, I, I would if it's not the Colts, I think he ends up in the NFC somewhere. John Mashoda from the Athletic as he joins us every Friday. John, I'll let you get back to basketball. Appreciate the insight on the Cowboys. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk to you next week. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. Make sure you follow John on Twitter at John Mashoda and subscribe to the Athletic.